ready for a change in your life? Then welcome to Unfuck Your Life with trailblazing, sassy, and crazy redhead, Lisa Grundon. She cusses. She says the truth. She won't blow hot air up your skirts, ladies. Be ready to create a kick-ass life. And now, here is Unfuck Your Life with your hostess, Lisa Grundon. Hello, sassy dames. This is Lisa back again with another installment of Unfuck Your Life. And today's topic is something that a lot of my clients have been working on lately. They want to know the characteristics of a confident woman. And so I've put this together, seven things that confident women do differently. Because let's face it, all of you are confident, all of you are beautiful, all of you are gorgeous. It just takes letting go of some of the shit that we've been believing, that we've been told, that we decided was true for us about our looks, about our weight, about our intelligence, about our job, about how good we are in bed even. Uh, Stay tuned, I've got a great show coming up on that. Anyway, so seven things that confident women do differently. You know, have you ever had those moments when you just didn't want to clean up, you didn't want to brush your teeth, or you're just kind of feeling kind of icky, and maybe you didn't comb your hair or wash your hair or something? And a confident woman, she takes pride in her appearance. So it's amazing how differently you feel. When you do these simple little things that our parents tried to get us to do, if you were like my mom, tried to get us to do when we were kids, brushing our teeth, you know, combing our hair, and just, you know, taking a shower, bath, whatever it is, and enjoying it, taking pleasure in taking care of yourself. It's that self-care. Another thing that's really big about the self-care is what kind of thoughts are going through your head. Now, unless you are different than the 99.99% of people out there, including me, all the other coaches I know, all the clients that they have, and everybody who's ever talked about this, uh, the conversation in our head is not so great. 99.9% of the thoughts that we are thinking, that we are seeing about ourselves, that we're thinking about others... You know, they're just they're just really shitty, crappy thoughts. There's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of condemnation. There's a lot of, oh, God, I can't believe she's wearing that. Or, God, she looks fat in that. Or, God, you know, if I could just do this, my life would get better. Anybody ever had a thought like that? I got my hand raised. Because for a long time, that was how I lived my life when I was uh, in my 20s and even in well into my 30s. That was certainly definitely God when I was a teenager. So anyway, it's those thoughts that you are thinking, those thoughts that go through your mind. And when we talk about that with the thoughts that are going through our mind, what are you feeding your mind? What are you feeding your brain? I was just reading uh, Stephen King's uh, autobiography. Uh, not autobiography, it was Stephen King's book on writing is what it was about. I was curious because I'm a writer as well and I wanted to read that and he was saying that he was fortunate to have grown up in a time where there wasn't, they didn't have a television or they didn't always have a television and so he read He read and he wrote from a very young age. He did this. And how nice it was that he wasn't constantly bombarding himself with that great 
vast wasteland of television. And, you know, I have to tell you, I got a true confession here. For years and years while I was raising my children, there was no TV in our house. We didn't watch TV. We Every two weeks, we rented a couple of movies, one black and white and one in color. And we watched that. We had a movie night and all that kind of stuff. And we just didn't watch TV. And then somehow, after my kids were grown and they were gone, I got lazy. And I started spending a lot of time. And I don't even want to talk about how much time watching TV. And then there was the whole Netflix things where, geez, I could binge watch. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When you could binge watch not just a season, but like every show that was ever on for that particular show. And I did that with a lot of different shows. I'm not proud to admit it. And uh, one thing that I realized as I was reading uh, Stephen King's book on writing was how few books I had allowed myself to read, where once upon a time I probably read one or two books a week. (sighs) I kind of got to the point where I was reading one or two books a year, maybe four on a really good year. And so I'm doing it up differently. So what are you feeding? What are you feeding your brain? Because even those sitcoms out there that make us laugh, there's a lot of anger underneath them. There's a lot of making fun and um, being critical and uh, saying all kinds of crap that, you know, we're taught is funny. And hey, I've laughed at a lot of that too. It's only as I was watching a show, I became aware of how much anger there is in them. And we really have to pay attention to what we're feeding our mind, what we're feeding our bodies. And a confident woman, she holds her head up high. So I want you to just try that right now. Just hold your head up high. And as you hold your head up high, probably your shoulders go back a little bit. Your rack goes out more than a little bit. Your rack goes out more than a little bit. And just feel how good it feels, how much your body likes it when your posture is straighter, your head's held up high. And you might even notice that some things seem possible. We hold so much shit in our bodies. I'm a, uh, a lot of you already know this. I'm a coach. I am a healer. And so I work with a lot of people processing the shit out of their bodies and um, changing our bodies, changing our posture, changing our stance makes a lot of things shift. The very act of movement itself. So a confident woman holds her head up high. She puts her shoulders back. That is a trait of a confident woman. That is a trait that you have and that you embody. And then there's this take charge attitude. There's this whole take charge attitude. From my, from my entire life, victim or not, I've always had a take charge attitude. Whenever something needed being done, I was right there in the thick of it, uh, helping out with whatever needed to be done or even making decisions. I mean, I even made decisions in the corporate job when I was low man on the totem pole and there would be like VPs in the room and uh, the decision was wrong. However, you know, they were going back and forth for 20 minutes on something that didn't mean diddly squat. So a wrong decision makes a right decision possible. Don't be afraid of getting it wrong. Embrace making it wrong. Oh my goodness. I made a career out of saying the the wrong thing sometimes because when I was doing information gathering, it was the only way to elicit the correct information from my clients. If you say something that's sort of right, nobody really says anything. Or if you say something that's really wrong, everybody's like, whoa, wait a minute, that's not how it works. And so that fear of perfection, that fear of getting it wrong, it's that take charge attitude, wrong or not. Embrace, embrace doing it wrong. Embrace doing it badly. So what? You fix it. 
It's that easy. It really is. So what? You fix it. Maybe somebody else helps you fix it. And don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. Don't get down on yourself. Don't beat yourself up. That's not what she does. She's like, okay, I did it wrong. Okay. I did it wrong. Okay. So what's the right way to do it? Is that take charge. I can do it. I do do it. That is the trait. That is probably one of the best traits of a highly confident woman as we're discussing seven of her traits here. So don't be afraid of getting it wrong. You know what? Um, their history is full of things uh, that were wrong. So post-it notes, if you guys all know the story about post-it notes. So post-it notes, if you've used them or if you've used the knockoffs or whatnot, as they're these fabulous things that, you know, temporarily stick and you can use them just about everywhere. Everybody knows what a post-it note is. And uh, the guy that invented post-it notes, did you know that he was really trying to invent a super duper, really tough, really sustaining glue, like something even stronger than Gorilla Glue is what he was trying to do. So if you look at it, boy, did he make a mistake. Boy, was that a big fucking failure. You know, however, Post-it Notes, genius, right? The guy's probably a billionaire several times over, or at least why the company he was working for is. So don't be afraid of those things that get it wrong. You know what? I mean... We've all had those moments where we've said the wrong thing or we've done the wrong thing. And, you know, I've had my share of, and I've, several of my friends have too, where they've like been shamed and, you know, they can't show their face in public or something like that. Bull fucking shit. You know, be courageous. Dare to do it wrong. Dare to do it badly. And then when you figure out that you didn't die, you didn't perish, you didn't fall apart, and actually you made something else happen, I can't even tell you what that does for your psyche. It is just, the programming from that is just immense. The good feeling thoughts from that, the yeah, I did it, the wow, look what I can do thoughts are just amazing. And don't we want all of our little girls to have that feeling And so you, you beautiful one, you sassy dame, of course you want it for yourself too. You want it for yourself as well because that's that's the way that it goes. So you have a take charge attitude. You clean up. Your body is just feeling good because you're scrubbed and you're brushed and all that great stuff. You hold your head up high. You have that take charge attitude. You're courageous enough to be wrong and you know your worth. Now, let me say that again. Know your worth. Because for a long time, I didn't know my worth. I didn't believe that I had worth. I had lots of people saying, you know, what a great person or whatnot that I was. However, I was keeping careful track of all the things that I had done wrong. I can remember the day that I felt at my lowest. And you're probably going to laugh about this because the day I felt at my lowest was actually the first day on a job where I was working in a factory where I actually had the job that made the most money up to that point in my life. And I was making $10 an hour and I had done so many other things beforehand where I was barely making minimum wage, which was less than five bucks at that time. And I had big responsibilities and everything else. And I remember, wow, that I had been a straight-A student, that I had gone to college but didn't finish, and now I was working at a factory, I'm divorced, I got two little kids, and I had to move in with my parents so I could go to college, um, finish this time. 
and I didn't know my worth. And then this amazing thing happened. This uh, woman who was not necessarily a nice woman. So there, she had a, a strong viper tongue. And she said to me, wow, Lisa, how great is your life? You're going to school. You're going to college. And I was like, all that rest of that story about divorce, failure, living with parents, all that kind of stuff just kind of went away. Because in that moment when I felt at my lowest, I also reached for something inside of me that I knew was happening. And let me tell you, I was very grateful for that job because every day in that factory made me bound and determined to finish college the second time. And so know your worth. And I don't care if you are a factory worker, if you make donuts, if you pick up dog poop, if you sort recycling, I don't care what your fucking job is. Maybe you're the CEO, a CFO, some major company. Know your worth. Know your value. Because you have worth and you have value. And it's not that you're a pile of shit or a pile of dung or something like that. You are fabulous. You are amazing. Hold that fucking head. Hold your fucking head up high and be proud of who you are and what you do. Yeah, I know it sounds like I'm preaching here. I'm on a soapbox. And it's not what you do for a fucking living that determines who you are. A confident woman, she knows her worth. And your worth is you are a human being. You have thoughts, you have a mind, you have maybe a family, you have friends, you have a job, or maybe you don't have a job, whatever it is. You are a person of intrinsic value. Know that, know that, be that, sustain that through anything. And you know what? If there's some things in your life that you're not really, that you really don't like, then fucking change it. Go to school, get a different job, move yourself halfway across the country. I'll tell you a story sometimes about my adventures where I've lived halfway around the world. And don't think I didn't have those, oh shit, what the fuck did I do moments when I'm sitting there all by myself in a completely foreign different country where not even the fucking TV is in English. Yes, that happened. I thought it was really cool to be watching the Tour de France in French until a couple days later when I realized there was nothing on in English. And it's like, whoa, I felt really lonely. I felt very lonely. Know your worth. You are more than the sum of your parts. You are not your job. You are not your body size. You are not your shape. You are not being a mother, not being a mother, wanting to be a mother, wanting a better job, being dumped on by your boss. You know, my hubby, he's got a great job, and I can't tell you how many times he gets shit on. And he knows his value, and he lets go of what doesn't isn't a match and that's not always easy to do this on your own there's lots of things that you can do and I'm going to talk about one of those later on at the end of this broadcast so know your worth and have some interests and have some hobbies a highly confident woman has interests and hobbies that are outside of her job that are outside of her children that are outside of her relationship you know uh book club. There's a great movie about book club right now. Painting, doing art, playing cards, going for walks, going for hikes. And you know what? On meetup.com, you can find almost anything that you'd ever wanted. Any kind of group that you ever, if you wanted to be do dancing, if you wanted to do macrame, if you wanted to learn to crochet, I don't care what it is. There is something out there at a price that you can afford. Regardless of what your budget is, there is a price out there that you can afford. There's a class 
out there. There's a group out there. There's anything out there. Have an interest in hobbies. Get together with other people. Allow in new stuff, a new hobby, especially something that you do with your hands, um, anything that you do with your hands, your hands are heavily engaged. You don't just have to be painting or, you know, putzing and fixing things. Um, you know, use your hands, calligraphy, use your hands, get a hobby, get an interest. I don't care how bizarre you think your interest is. You know, I can remember going to a group, uh, because my ex-husband at the time, this was one of his friends, where these guys like geeked out about trains, kind of the way that Sheldon does, Dr. Sheldon Cooper in the Big Bang Theory. So these guys were real live geeked out on trains back in the 80s. And I mean, they had picture after picture of trains and boxcars and different railway stations and all kinds of stuff. And you know what? I found their very enthusiasm and passion for their subject matter was enticing. So I don't care what your hobby is, what your passion is. Maybe you like stamp collecting. I have an uncle who likes to collect coins, and there's only a couple kinds of coins that he likes to do, and that's what he does. So get an interest. Get a hobby. That's what you do. And guess what? Have you ever heard uh, of that thing about baggage that all those men back in my dating world, they didn't want a woman with baggage? Well, holy fucking shit. Everybody's got fucking baggage. Everybody's got baggage. Now here's the trick is we don't take out our baggage and lay it out for TSA to inspect and find some flaw with. We don't describe everything that we've ever done wrong in our baggage. We don't describe everything in minute detail, especially on a first freaking date, especially you don't download everything in one fell swoop. You process through your stuff. We've all got baggage. Just because you've got some baggage doesn't mean fucking shit. It doesn't. So let go of that baggage. It's heavy. You've been carrying it for far too freaking long. And it, it definitely weighs more than you're allowed to carry on an airplane. Stop paying for it. Quit paying for it with lost time, with depressing thoughts, with, you know, relationships that maybe you don't get because you were too focused on something else. A confident woman, she knows her worth and she knows when to process through the baggage because we all also need help. It doesn't mean we do it perfectly. You think that I behave perfectly with my baggage all the time? No. It's a process. It's a process that you're working. Every single day, it's a process that you're working. As a as coach, as a healer, I work with a lot of other coaches and healers, both with them working on me, with me working on them, because we've all got stuff. We've all got stuff. So quit bearing your baggage as a fucking badge of honor and quit using it as an excuse of why you can't be who you really want to be because you can have your cake and eat it too and the seventh trait of a highly confident woman is gratitude now this is nothing new this is nothing that you haven't heard before this is gratitude 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 for every fucking thing in your life. And a lot of people uh, have this mistaken belief. I had a client one time that refused to be happy and grateful for her weight because she was just convinced if she was happy and grateful for her weight at the weight that she was, she was never going to let it go because it had to be hated. It had to be abhorred. It had to be go. No, this is not acceptable. And that fight isn't what makes miracles happen in your life. 
that fight keeps it a fight. It keeps that, it keeps the, the compromise. It keeps the fight. It keeps the, the story ongoing. Whereas gratitude, love is the way in and out. And gratitude is the highest form of love that there, that you can show for yourself, for other people, for the things in your life, for your very body, for the fabric of your being. It's gratitude. So we're going to go over these again. The seven traits of a highly confident woman. Seven things that she does differently. She cleans up. She brushes her teeth. She brushes her hair. Her body is clean. Her clothes look nice, regardless of what you're wearing. You feel good in your skin. She holds her head up high. Throw your shoulders rack and throw out your rack. She has a take-charge attitude. She's not afraid of doing it wrong and doing it badly because anything can be corrected. Trust me. Trust me. And know your worth. Your worth is not your job, your level of education, whether you're a mom, not a mom, or anything else. Know your worth. You are human of intrinsic value. Immense importance. Number five, have interests and hobbies outside. You know, maybe you want to do scrapbooking. Maybe you want to create an art journal. Maybe you want to do an online blog. Something. And don't put your baggage out for everybody to see it. Everybody's got baggage. We don't need to have it on display for TSA to go through with a fine-tooth comb at all points in time. And number seven, number seven. The greatest of all of these is gratitude. Gratitude, 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 gratitude. Everybody talks about this. It's nothing new. It's nothing new. So I'm Lisa and I've got uh, something for you along these lines because one thing that a lot of my clients and a lot of women that I've talked to, even men actually these days, all have this thing about emotional eating, how they feel the ties of emotional eating, whether it's stress or, you know, things are good, things are bad, you know, whatever it is. And so I have a free offer. So if you go to thewallwithlisa.com, that's the wall with lisa.com, I have a download for you. I have five sessions with emotional eating. And of course, me being me, it's called Unfuck Your Emotional Eating. So if you're interested in finding out, learning more, it's free for all of you out there listening today. Unfuck Your Emotional Eating at thewallwithlisa.com. So until next time, all of you sassy dames, unfuck your life and make your life great again. Till next time, see you later. You have fun, you feel empowered, you feel that confidence. Unfuck Your Life podcast is to help you grow your current self-worth to maximum confidence. So listen, subscribe, share, and get ready to have a kick-ass life. Interested in learning more about Lisa? Go to lisagrunden.com. L-I-S-A-G-R-U-N-D-E-N dot com. <laughs>